Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. host and just has 
the ability to do such a thing. We're looking to fill up a few nights. We have a few already in the workings, and there are four folks that are going to be on a once-a-month status, including the return of Jim and Ashley Cash of Woven Green to do their once-a-month show. They'll be joining us again soon, taking a break after having a very busy season. They did a few great shows with us, and were also a great interview and a lot of fun, and good friends in person here. I know them personally in real life. And we're playing a show with them. Our band, Dragon's Head, will be playing with them October 30th, Halloween Eve, at the Old Shabine, the local Irish pub here. And we'll be in the basement playing in the big stage area. That should be a lot of fun. I've never played in that room before, so I'm looking forward to it. And on Tuesday evenings, every week, except for last night, we had technical difficulties. We have Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed. She's the founder of the Wise Woman Center up there in New York State. She's a longtime author and teacher, expert in the field of herbal medicine, and, as I like to say, and of the psychology of healing. And I like the way she thinks, including about diet and other things. So check it out, Green Magic, Green Medicine, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time with your host, Susan Weed. Every Friday now in the afternoons, we still have Jesse Ann Nichols-George and her show, Activating Compassion. Jesse is still touring around, doing workshops, book signings, as well as working with her, um, how she uh, gets her money as far as uh, day work and all of that. So she's she was touring around doing a lot of traveling, and I think now she's a little more centered, but I don't want to go too much into her <laughs> situation in case she doesn't want me to go too far into it. But she's a little more centered into an area now, but still out doing workshops, still out doing some talking and some book signings and all of that for her newest book, You, Me, Life, Dreams. And it's an interesting book. I call it a, a much more grown-up version of men are from Mars, women are from Venus, because it talks about the different levels of masculine and feminine energy in each person, whether they're male or female. So to me, it's a it's a step up from a book as such. I see there is a caller in the queue, and I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. I think I know who it is. Welcome. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Mr. Brett Hillman. Good to hear your voice again and to be on the air with you. Yes, it has been quite a while now, hasn't it? It has been. So, so a lot has happened, depending on what you want to share <laughs> in your life since you last have been on the air with us, including you got married. Yes, uh, I did get married. Uh Moved into a new apartment. Nice. Uh, yes. Uh, got two new little occupants. Oh. Meaning cats. So, yes. Well, only one right now, but tomorrow we're picking up the other. So it's been an interesting couple of days. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, my life has been moving forward. Very good. And I think I'm feeling an upswing for all of us, to be honest. (laughs) After, you know, how sometimes you go through these stages and things are a little stagnant and feel there's a nice upswing energy happening for me. So it's good to hear that. Yeah. And at least for a while, it was good to hear that you were experiencing that and having these new things, new experiences. Are you still still working at the place? What's that? Are you still working at the same place? You don't have to say where on the air. I just meant, are you still working at the same place? Yes, I'm still working at the same place. Uh, Better position in that same place. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm still doing electrical work to... As I say, I work so that I can live, so I use that to help pay for everything that I actually want to do. <laughs> so, which, you know, the band went on a spring tour. We have a CD released and out. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm just keeping and pushing and continuing like that and going forward. And I don't know if you know that, but if you remember Brett from where we first met back in the which school days um one of the our friends from there our first guest talking about the Cherokee Nation has since become our guitar player and that's uh, Laramie Laramie Roush so at a distance he uh, has started playing guitar with us he's done one official gig with us along with our new bass player they both met on stage for the first time they had both been rehearsing either separately or at home with us (laughs) Uh, but just at different times, if you know what I mean. So, from what I understand, he's also quite a bit away from you as well. Yeah, there's a little bit of travel, and he said, hey, let it be my issue. So I was like, okay, it's your job to lose. <laughs> and I really like the guy, so I hope it, it works out because we, it's, it's a great chemistry, and it really works out nicely when, it, when, when we're to, as a unit, you know. That's good. Good. It feels so, very strange to be back on the air after it has to have been at least eight months. <laughs> I would say, if I, not I longer. Mean, for me, it had been a while. And of course, for those, if you're listening, I see somebody's in the chat room. Uh, oh, they just left. <laughs> I was trying to keep their attention a little bit because they're like, "What are these guys just rambling?" <laughs> um, if you stay tuned until eight, one of the best tarot readers out there who works at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo, Magic city of New Orleans, Louisiana, Mr. Brett Hillman, uh, but in fact, it's Mr. Darren Bouquet. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't think it's me. I'm not, I don't have a whole thing. Your name, uh, I was at your number when I said it. <laughs> your name popped into my head, of course, because I've been talking to you. You just want to say my name so bad. You miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some other updates for people on the network. Uh, Kevin Baird is working on a new device. He hasn't really been. He's probably not been on the air about as long as you have. Uh, every once in a while, he calls in and joins joins us on the air. Uh, but he is, I guess I won't say where he's moved to. I, he might not want me to say that. But I uh, never know what to say on the air sometimes because I'm pretty casual and I just give out. I'm just a public person. I give out all my stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm not really hiding anything. But, uh, I have to keep in mind that not everybody's like that. <clears throat> um, 
But he's working on a device for called the New Companion for communicating with spirits and things like that. There have been similar devices out there. He says this is much more complex in, in its responses. There's all sorts of different responses that are – you can even customize them, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting experiment for him. And he's always been a futurist kind of spiritualist, and he knows technology a little bit. So he, uh, it's interesting. He's got prototypes made. He has some in museums. He has one in a jail museum. He has another one, I think, that's going to St. Louis. So he has some interest, in, including in a television show I won't mention that's interested in one of those ghost hunting shows that's interested in using his device um, for part of yeah. their investigation. So we'll see how all that works out, you know. Good luck to him. He always has been one person that kind of jumped into something and ran with it. You know, he didn't he didn't do anything without just going all out. Oh yeah, he's he gets into a project. Like look at the Horizon Oracle. He created the Oracle deck, and man, he was all about that for years. Makes made his living off of that for years. Uh, I guess in some ways he still does, and he does other things too. I don't want to go too much into his life, but yeah, he he was just—he's an Aries the Ram. He's the typical Aries. <laughs> he charges forward, uh, as he joked around one time and said, "The Aries is the the, the inno- innovator that charges forward and blazes the trail, knocks down the." You know the the rams knocked uh, horns knocked down the trees and blazed the trail. And he said, compared to the other fire signs, he's like, then the Leo knows what to do with the trail. <laughs> After, but the Aries is the one that just knocks it all down. You know, we sit there and think about charging. the trail. <laughs> he might not know what he's doing, but he's going to blaze that trail. Like I said, we Aquarius just sit there and contemplate the trail. Exactly. Where's this trail going? Yeah, I need more time to think about it than that. (laughs) But um, Janice is not here, and I noticed that I saw that on my house phone here that she attempted to call, and I'm just walking into the next room to see if she had... uh, No. Well, so as you know, when we do this once a month on Wednesday now, it kind of often turns into kind of like casual Wednesday unless we have a really good guest. So it does tend to be a night sometimes where people like you call in, like a friend calls in or something like that. Um, because sometimes there's not a topic and we just we just give station updates. We talk. A friend sometimes ends up calling. And it happened on one other episode that a friend called in and we just ended up chit-chatting for a while and then it was like a musical friend. And then we do station updates. or And if somebody calls, we do readings. But I would like to also announce, as I think you saw on Facebook posting, that on Sunday, it's now Sunday, August 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. California Time, where he'll be. So it's set in stone now. It is written in the stones that Obronzo Ravenheart will be our guest returning to Main Street Universe for an evening. So that'll be yes, great. Yes, I, I I kind of joke that you tagged me. It's like, I think he's trying to entice me back a little bit. 
<laughs> well, I wanted you to see that, that that he was returning. Mm-hmm. And I know Laramie, but, our yeah. guitar player, absolutely just loves Oberon and his work. And, in fact, when he came over, I just thought of it as a, out of a whim, to be 100% honest. Yes, he had been with us before. It had been quite a long time ago. And he has been through a lot. You know, his wife passed away. And he's starting yeah. a new project, how to start a pagan eco-village in his wife's name and honor. It was it was her dream, and he wants to continue it. So it's a new project. He wants to come and talk about it in Etowa Springs. It's, a, it's in California, I believe. So I, I've just heard about it, so I'm just doing a little research on it now. Um, they're going to buy a big old property out there, and they want to hold festivals, and they want to have it be, like I said, kind of an eco-village. They want permanent residents, um, as well as for being like a community center and all sorts of things. So he's taking on a pretty big project. He's done it before. He did rediscover unicorns, after all. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, uh, he can definitely put his mind to something and it will fruit. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go quiet for at least a little bit because um, it sounds like it's getting pretty noisy where I'm at. So okay. uh, I'll pop back on I'm not once I can turn the mic back on. What's okay. that? You, get, you can't oh, hear it? <laughs> Janice just walked in. and Welcome, oh. Janice. Hi. And this is Brett. Brett called in while we were Hi, Brett. How you doing? Congratulations. I'm good. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Go. What I'm going to do while we get settled back in, Brad, is I'm going to play a song, and then we'll all come back. That's everything. As we get settled back in here, and Janice is okay. back. And this song will be. Let this one be from. How about maybe from Tawatha D? I don't think I've played anything from them in a while. I didn't want to start right off with playing a Dragon's Head song, but but we do have them uploaded. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, so let me go down here. we got TV. Here is, I don't remember which, oh, Aradia sounds like a good one. Let's do that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Main Street Universe.
This is an actual true thing. Um, the game EverQuest, it might not have been 10 years ago, but it was some time ago, EverQuest actually put a pizza button into their game so people didn't have to stop gaming. It was connected to their local pizza hut so it could just keep going because it, there were just in Korea. Oh, wow. 
Crazy. <laughs> I'm getting that food. Maybe. Oh, no, it's actually, hey, at least they're getting nourishment, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they're not just wasting away. And, hey, she did bring another life into the world. Oh, she yeah, just, she did. She just only interrupted the game for a minute and a half to do it. Excuse me while I give birth. Okay. <laughs> now, here's another interesting story. And I was confused about this topic, and just because I'm not into this part of the world that some, as much as some people might think I am from being a wacky artist person. But it's about tattooing. And I don't really have any tattoos. I eventually want one. But uh, the most recent exposition of people who tattoo their eyeballs at the International Tattoo Festival in Caracas featured the phenomenon's founder, the founder, I think, of eyeball tattooing, who is Mr. Luna Corba, who said it all started when he tried to create bright blue eyes as in the 1984 film Dune, if you remember those characters with the really bright eyes. And, or there was, was it one character? I forget. I thought it was It might have been more. But anyway, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Anyway, the pigment is injected, and it is permanent. So I couldn't imagine trying to scratch that back out. <laughs> There's probably only one way to do that, and none of us would want to do that. So that it rests under the eye's thin top layer, the conjunctiva. Uh, he asked what the process feels like. So they say that the Kyle Garth, who's a devoutee, as they're saying, told BBC of eyeball tattooing, mm-hmm. told BBC News, it was mentally intense, <laughs> resembling an eye poke, pressure, and a bit of sand, like feeling like a bit of sand is going in there, even though that's not, but that was Sand is not good on sen- your eyes. It just came from the beach. The sensation, though. Yeah. Uh, he says, but no actual real pain. Mr. Corba, the founder of this technique I'm gathering, urged young people to get their jobs before getting their eyeballs tattooed, since, quote, you're going to look frightening forever to the majority of the people you meet. <laughs> So he's saying, get your job first. You your money first and then, then they're like, oh, that's just normal. Game. So eyeball tattoos. I had heard a little bit about it, but I, I I didn't know if it was an exaggeration or people were talking about their eyelids or, you know what I mean, when you close your eyes. I've seen that, too. Um, here's one, and this one's kind of interesting, and I guess for those – into animals. This is called, it's entitled Pets with Issues. And a veterinarian in Brighton, UK, pet hospital operating on Gary. Gary's a two year old black and white cat with a tumor like bulge in his abdomen. So they go and they operate, and what they found and removed is a large collection of shoelaces and hair bands that might soon have cost Gary his life, in fact. So it ended up being these other items out of the cat ingested somehow. Now, Beno, uh, the Belgian Malinois of Mountain Home, Arkansas, has eaten a ridiculous series of items over his four years. This is a new case now we're talking about. But his last meal was, this one's good, 23 live rounds 
of .308 caliber bullets, <laughs> all swallowed after Bano had partially gnawed them. Among Benno's other delicacies, a bra, lawnmower air filter, a TV remote control. This must be a dog and not a cat it we're must talking be a dog. about. Yeah. I just didn't recognize the breed name. Styrofoam peanuts, ugh. drywall, magnets, and an entire loaf of bread still in the wrapping paper. Or still in the wrapping paper. That sounds like I got. <gasps> Yeah, but some dogs they will pretty much try to eat anything. I mean, we had a dog that used to like cigarettes. Interesting. I'm glad my family's dog does not eat anything that is not food. (laughs) Granted, she doesn't eat dog food either, but she doesn't eat anything that is not food. Right. That's the pet you want, just food. And in fact, we were having that issue here in the house. Is our uh, cat was getting picky and picky and picky, and he was having human food either. And vomit. They were actually recommending human grade protein, but not actually human food because human food is too much salt for them or yeah. mercury. So I found some mercury-free tuna with no salt added, and the cat finally ate it. Not permanently. I just it seemed to work well while uh, I was cat sitting and house sitting. So uh-huh. and told them that's what I did. Yeah, the cat was outside. Now, here's someone who is owning a python. Uh, The python's name is Winston. He was feeding it a rat using barbecue tongs (laughs) when Winston got hold of the tongs. I almost said thongs, didn't I? Tongs, and would not let go. The owner... uh, decided not to engage in this tug-of-war, but when he returned, believing Winston would see no food value in the metal clamps, that the tongs in fact been swallowed. So this snake ended up swallowing metal tongs. It was must have been very hungry, I guess, to be that aggressive when it already has a rat in its mouth. Yeah. Must be a very big snake, too. Well, well, said, pythons are usually python. Yeah, pythons are very big. Yeah, they're very big <laughs> After taking x-rays, that, of course, became uh, <laughs> Internet attractions, a veterinarian in Adelaide University removed the tongs. Gosh, I keep wanting to say tongs. There. <laughs> By surgery. Anyway, so that the snake ended up eating some tongs that you use for barbecue and cooking steaks. So some pretty fun stories. I absolutely, the magazine is called, no, they're not paying me, folks. Magazines called Funny Times, and they have this great section called News of the Weird from around the world. Wow. Well, I was um, going to say, after all the um, the uh, tabloids couldn't print the weird stuff anymore, they had to go somewhere. Yeah. But now it's got to be are, all celebrities. These are at least supposed to be true. I mean, these are, they, they quote some of their sources, like the one was the London Daily uh, Telegraph and. And so these are supposed to be true and not bad. In fact, here's one. It will be the last one I read called Can't Possibly Be True. One might believe that a sixth grader suspended for a whole year after school officials found 
marijuana leaf in his backpack might be immediately unsuspended if authorities, after three field tests, found that the leaf was neither marijuana nor anything else illegal. But no, and you want to know why? The boy is still suspended right here in our beloved state of Virginia. Uh (laughs) It's Bedford Middle School in Roanoke, Virginia, whose Mm -hmm. officials said that the children had acted on gossip that students called the leaf marijuana. And therefore, under the state school's look-alike drug policy, the sixth grader was just as guilty as if the leaf were real. (laughs) Uh, Formerly, a high achiever this student was, then began to suffer because he was actually very into school, which is sort of the whole point of the story. He was actually a very good student. Began to suffer panic attacks from Uh, being pulled away from school. Yeah, Yeah, and... And has been actually seeing a pediatric psychiatrist. His parents recently filled out a federal lawsuit, and this might be the best thing that ever happened to them. <laughs> um, that was my addition. If they get a big payday out of it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the cops aren't involved. You get you file a lawsuit, your kid gets suspended for a year, and you get a big fat yeah, paycheck. There you go. I'll send my kid to school with a yeah, leaf. Yeah, your kid might go back to school. <laughs> I yeah. Don't, I don't have children, folks. But just saying. Um, so those are some of the stories, news of the weird from around the world. And, of course, you often don't have to look too much further than our beloved state of Virginia for odd stories, sure, no. especially for bad law stuff like that, <laughs> even though technically this is school regulation and not law and order law. But So we did say the lines will be open for readings. We don't have any callers yet yes. for readings. But... Uh, I can discuss what is in front of us here. Okay. Uh, well, I bought three decks. Uh, I usually bring four, but, you know, uh, David came home a little late. Then we got stuck in traffic, so. But. Um, what is this one in the middle? That is the Psychic Tarot. I don't know if I. Have you brought that one before? Maybe you haven't. I bought it before, but I haven't used it. Um, and I go by what the picture tells me or doesn't tell me. Like patience, I think is a real pretty card. Oh, is that, is that almost like? It reminds me of almost uh, it, with the the names underneath of it. It reminds me a little bit of the Osho Zen. Remember yeah, Osho that Zen? that Mary um, used Yeah, it. yeah. At one time, the Osho Zen became really popular in the kind of New Age crowd. Yeah. For people that weren't necessarily wanting to seem as much occult or witchy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so it was. There was something about it that just looked a little more new agey or something, and I remember. A little more dogmatic and. Yeah, it was. Like I said, that they have a really big book that you can read, but if you don't have time to sit there and read a really big book, you can look at the pictures like Patience. There's, uh, I was uh, African American black woman. You know, it's funny you got this one, Fulfillment of Wishes. Yeah. I was doing a reading earlier today, and I won't say for what, because I don't want to jinx it. And it was the star came up, which is the wish the wish card. card. Yeah. So it seems like I've been getting some pretty good, like there's an upswing on the way for certain things. So uh, that's nice. That is nice. <laughs> and you just kind of pulled that. You just opened it up, but just pulled that, plopped that. But they also said patience. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> I can I can have my wishes fulfilled, but I can't be patient. He's an Aquarian. Patience and us are not really a good soundproof. But yeah, it's a fulfillment of wishes with. But you have to exercise some patience as well. 
And it looks like we do have a caller, actually, Janice. Ah, okay. So I'll go ahead and if you have the microphone. Yes, I do have the microphone. I will see. Hold on. 661, welcome to Main Street Universe. Yeah, my name is Jeff Anderson, first-time caller, long-time listener. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Sure, thank Hi, you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great, you guys. I'm doing ab- absolutely fabulously. Today I woke up, I had some fresh eggs in the morning, I read something about the Holocaust, and you know what, I went to work, and it's just been a big day. Okay. It's been a big day? Okay. Oh, man. Uh, so we, you want to share some I think good just, tidings? I think we just lost the signal. Ah, Sorry about that, Jeff. But um, it happens. We had some technical difficulties last night with um, the Susan Weed Show. I tried to go on, and it didn't quite work. I didn't get to hear her. Well, you know, we just started to yeah. to Virginia. And I haven't heard, I guess, our last three shows. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take another little break here because we're about a little past the half an hour. And I'm going to, and sorry about, we lost your signal there, caller. And I'm going to play, actually I'll play one of my songs. This is Dragon's Head, once I find it. And this one is, dot, 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 wow. We've a lot more songs than we used to here on the Main Street Universe song library. So I'm going to play this one. This one's called Onward, and it, this also features our violin player, Nina Garcia, as well as myself on guitar and singing and everybody else. Here it is, Onward, from our band Dragon's Head.
in the modern king Let's them fear a tireless foe Axe and shield, sword and bow Pain is light, shaded blue news from, from the world, and 
caller for a reading. And then we're we have about we have all the way yeah. yeah, about fourteen minutes left. Or anything that you would like to share, Brett. Is there something going on in I know you're studying to be a minister, right? Um, not so much. I mean I, I, I kinda am, but right now I'm just kinda going where life takes me right now. <laughs> oh, okay. How's your wife? She's doing very well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had um, while I was at home, when I was uh, with um, ammonia, I was like, "Oh, he got married!" And I'm like, okay. "I was like, I think I sent congratulations then, but yeah, congrats." How's so? Married wife, married life is good. Married life is treating me very well, so. Okay, um, I'm cool. doing Very a lot cool. better health wise too. So yeah, it's been it's been a better apartment life has been the more interesting thing, honestly. Apartment life. I had to learn a lot of things about apartment life. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so. And uh was it Michigan? Is it Michigan? Michigan. You live yes. in Michigan? Yeah. Yes. So you you went from a house to an apartment? Because that's always a big adjustment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I was at big... home for most of college, so. Ah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, now, I can't be at home with a wife, so that would be complicated. No, the no. wife. <laughs> so, so no. cool. So you have a two yeah, bedroom? Out for the sun. No, we have a one bedroom. Hmm. Huh? Oh, we have even a tiny little place. Tiny little place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the most favorite places I ever lived, a little tiny one-bedroom apartment. I was by myself. But it was in Habit of Grace, Maryland, and it was a block away from the water, a block away from the lighthouse. It was five seventy-five a month. Uh, I could walk right into everything, walk right into town, walk to the pub, walk to get toilet it's paper, walk everything. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was in, everything. Yeah, and kind of like that, but more in a quaint small town, but I was in the town. If you've ever been to Habit of Grace, I'm in yeah, Habit of Grace. It's a interesting place uh, because it's a military base right nearby. It's kind of a surprisingly mixed population that you might some people might not expect <laughs> uh, when they go there. Uh, it's it's odd because you don't go you kind of go to it and not through it. You, you kind of cross some of it on Route 40, right? But the little town you kind of drive into through the Hatem Bridge, right? That was the name of the bridge that named after a person actually. I'm, okay. Funny name for a bridge, Hatem. But uh. Yeah, so that was a that was a very small, and I had a the there was a washer and dryer in it, Brett, but it, it was in the bathroom. Oh, like one of those. Yeah, the, the stack, yeah. tiniest the apartment has tiniest little stack unit I've ever mm-hmm. seen of a washer and dryer in a closet in the bathroom. And like but, you could wash like four things. Or it was awesome though because a lot of people in that neighborhood had to go to the laundromat, you know, and yeah. I've done that before too, and that's a pain. Not that's a pain, and you know, money. It and money. It's kind of scary for a woman. Or yeah, because <laughs> you, you can't leave. We have like, you know, some crazy one in there, sure. and then sometimes two. Yeah, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna leave, you're gonna leave all your clothes there. Somebody's gonna steal your clothes, you know? <laughs> and now you have no clothes, and, and you got a crazy. Yeah, you leave. You, even if you just go to the bathroom, you can get your your clothes stolen. <laughs> so you just have to stay there. It gets on your nerves after well, a while. Yeah, we ended up 
we have one on every floor of the apartment, but we don't have one in the room. Um, that's not as bad. No, that's not I bad. joke. That's my wife is with her clothes all the time. Mine, I just walk out, walk in, and she's like, "Why are you not caring about my clothes?" It's like, "Because I, I can replace the entire wardrobe for fifty bucks." <laughs> <laughs> kind of like mine. I have a thrift store, but I usually wear like fairly nice looking things. But this is all thrift store stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I this, like that shirt. It's, it's, I think it's a military shirt. Yeah. It's a button-down green shirt with kind of the shoulder things and. I'll show you this too. This thing here. Yeah, it's better than that. Um, and I like your necklaces as well. She's got oh, a yeah. beautiful Anka and. Uh, this is old and, and this an is new. Isis, I got this uh, and. Um, a Thor's hammer and an ISIS. Yeah. And you got balance. <laughs> uh, a lot of my jewelry has returned, and I'm. Thought <laughs> you and I should probably talk over Skype. You'll <laughs> see. Sure. So, but we haven't really gotten to talk as much just outside of the show either. I mean, a few times, but. All talk. So, we were talking earlier about what decks we have. Nobody's called except for the guy that got his call dropped. Um, And I was talking about the Psychic Tarot. It's fairly new. I guess about the past couple years. And it's from a man named uh, John Holland, O-L-L-A-I-N-D. And uh, he's a bit of an artist. It has a really good balance, I think, of new age and magical. And we'll just flip a few cards over. And, uh, well, I don't like that one. But... But if that would come out with somebody, uh, it's pretty, I think, uh, explanatory, explanatory, um, where a man is trying to run away from his problems or, you know, running from the scene as opposed to, you know, like moving on and heartbreak and loss. So, you know, if anybody's got a love reading they want and, and they're trying to figure out if they should break up with somebody. These three are much darker than the first three. You threw yeah. By accident. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a very love feeling. It's like yeah. moving on, conflict and defeat, time to move on. Time to move on. If anybody has a love reading and you're trying to decide, shall I stay with him or shall I stay with her, these three cards are telling you to hike it. I'm telling you to move on. So, and part of me is thinking of someone that we had multiple readings for over the course of the show in our earlier years. Yeah. They called for the same yeah. question. Yes. Uh, the, the, the cards were very clear. Walk away. Walk away. Walk yeah. away. Well, walk this away. Is only too is like if you stay, you're going to have, you know, um, heartbreak and loss. And you're going to end up running away from this person anyway, so you might as well just move on while you while you have the chance. And the moving on card I see is quite a beautiful card because I love how it looks like he's sort of walking like all out of a a dark place, dark cab, maybe a cool looking place, but yeah. with a dark doorway, and there's lights and these there's little leaves flying around. It's almost walking just into another dimension, light or, or another yeah. place. Yeah. Or, 
place of love as opposed to the other two. Or at least one that's not as not what's behind it, you know, it's yeah. not that. Like a new life, because the leaves are green and they get they make you think life. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. That's actually yeah, a nice that's a nice card. So. I, I don't know why they came out because the, the first couple cards were like, yay, you know, except for, you know, patience, but you're you're getting your wish fulfilled and they were happy. These are definitely darker. Um, so I, I guess that's for somebody, you know, the universe yeah. has a way of. It runs the gamut. Hmm? For sure. It runs the gamut, it seems. You got nice and you got some, got some heavy hitters as well. So. Yes. Uh, and, and I actually just got a new tarot deck myself this week. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. It, it, it's actually a very new one. It actually came out only this month. Um, it's known Ooh. as the Byzantine Tarot. Ooh. And, and all the cards are done in icons. They look like Orthodox icons. Oh, okay. And, and it's a very yeah, lovely deck, and I, you know, I haven't really had a chance to go through it and look look at it as nicely, but, um, you know, it's set around the ancient Byzantine Empire, so a, a lot of Roman influences, a lot of, a couple of pagan influences and Christian influences as well, and it seemed to fit quite nicely. Right, for you. Mm-hmm. you know, There's been sort of Christo-pagan back and forth yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so. a nice way. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, we have a minute. Yeah, we have a few minutes left, and so what we might do here. And you also have you have the do you have the tarot saints, or, or is that just one you wanted to get? Right. Oh, oh, I have the Brett. tarot. Oh, sorry. Right. What's that? Brett? I said, do you have do you have the tarot of the saints, or is that one you were wanting to get? That's one I've been wanting. The <laughs> lowest price I've seen it for is like seventy five dollars on Amazon. <laughs> oh gosh, Ooh. Mary had him, yeah, the I, author of it, as a guest on her show, like way back. Really? Yeah, Mary Thielen. Robert something, right? Am I right, Robert? Papa, his name starts with a P. Oh gosh, hmm. I'm not one of those people that does my show looking at Wikipedia. You know, like I know no. <laughs> I look at the computer, but I'm not always, you know, trying to make myself sound smart by quickly looking something up. Even though sometimes you just watch back and admit it <laughs> as the information specialist. That's right. That's right. Our former information <laughs> specialist is what we called him for a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Because he would look stuff up. Which means and he and he calls me one day. He goes, information specialist. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is? <laughs> what a great title. That is but, um, velvet. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've wanted the tarot of the same sex for years, but I I cannot justify it. You know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I just cannot. A hundred dollar doc. I just can't do it. <laughs> you have to just keep. What you can do is go online, download all the pictures, and like get them on copy print, like on your printer, and then laminate them. <laughs> Card stock them. Yeah, just 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 you know, that's what I would do. Now that sounds rude. Am I am I violating a law right now? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not if you honestly don't think I'll do it. No, I don't really think you will. You're too good of a person for that, Brett. Wink. 
Um, yeah, but he Place, that was his name, right? Robert Place, is that his name? Something like that. John Richard Schreier. Place or Robert, that was his name. And, of course, I hope everybody goes out and buys his his deck and not copies it and, and uh, oh, yeah. card copies we don't it. Want, yeah, we don't want to copy here. No. So. But, yeah, but, but, but see, we actually looked at. Voice is a little ridiculous. English. <laughs> yeah, we looked at England sites, the Amazon and Canadian Amazon, hoping we'd be able to find a cheaper <sighs> version, even if we had to pay some shipping, but no. But I, 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 I yeah, I'll see that. if I, I pull across one somewhere, like at a thrift store at a new age shop. You never know around here. We're in Northern oh, Virginia. Yeah, you can find some really you have rich people out here that just rid of stuff at the at the thrift store and you're like, Why is this perfectly brand new suit in here for, you know, twenty five dollars? Yeah. around here. Mm. This is a good place to shop in those kind of places. Because the wealthy people are like, Well I've worn it once, I don't want it anymore, you know. And you get this perfectly Beautiful new thing, you know, for five bucks you get this awesome shirt, you know, that might cost you seventy bucks in a store. <laughs> yeah, like, if you, yeah, I've sorry, done Brent. that a few times where I've looked at, you know, I've gotten something from a thrift store and then I've looked at it on Amazon and went, I'm glad I got a thrift store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we then I I always forget the name of this one, Janice. That's the. Uh... Fellowship of the Fool by uh, Helena. Mm. Um, God, no. The playing card one. Yeah. Cagliata no. or whatever. No, that's uh, that's more. I, that's, uh, oh, that's the lady that was a guest on our show, Fellowship yeah. of the Fool. I remember her. Helena Dominic. Yeah, Dominic. I think she might even be local, right? No, she's in Delaware. She's part of Evil's Oh, okay, and she also does, um, does she also do Cherry Hill Seminary? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where I remember her from. Cherry Hill Seminary is a fairly respected online uh, pagan school, yeah. um, inclu- including it has the guy from who did the the Gardner, Gardnerian documentary a while back. Uh, Ooh, what's this thing? Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't show. say anything. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired, folks. I do construction work for a living, and uh, and and music and this. So anyway, we're coming down to it. And Brett, I thank you for joining us. Yes, nice talking to you, Brett. Glad to return. It is eight o'clock, and I see Darren Bouquet is here and his call. So we're going to move on and go with spiritual insight with Mr. Darren Bouquet. And tonight we are talking about light magic, positive magic, using magic to bring positive forces into your life. And this song is from my band's Dragon's Head, and it's called One Got Away. It's a pretty color when it's backed by gold. Completely. Red is 
flower spilling on the ground. The mask is frozen for the teaching band. There's the brave ones who cannot make a sound. The medicine just did not the teaching. One got away, one got away. Now it's thinking freely. One got away, one got away. I think we loved you completely. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone. It's Hello. a little after eight. Welcome to Spiritual insight with Darren Bouquet. We will be right back. With your host, Mr. Darren Bouquet. My name is Daniel Michael, founder and co creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And I see Darren is in the queue, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on tonight. Our topic is positive magic. Welcome, Darren. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Spiritual Insight. I am Darren Bouquet. Um, Daniel Michael, how are you, sir? Doing well, doing well, and good to be back on the air with you. Oh, good, yeah, I know, right? A little hiatus there. Um, we both have uh, certain projects and things to accomplish. Uh, very busy here in the mystical realm of uh, New Orleans, and a lot of uh, client projects and things that I've worked on uh, lately. Um, seems to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of... Uh, I'm changing transmogrifying energy for a lot of people I know this summer, um, which can be a positive thing, you know, moving towards uh, a real, you know, uh, a climactic pinnacle of uh, just self-realizations for a lot of people that I'm talking to, which is fantastic. So I've uh, been helping a lot of that energy kind of move forward. Um, and then you've, you've had quite a few uh, projects on on hand for you with your music and with work too, right, from what you were saying? Oh, yes, absolutely. A lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot going oh, a on. Lot. Okay. A lot yeah, going on. So. Mm-hmm. 
including well, a show. We do have a show. Go ahead. Um, oh, well, yeah, and also, of course, you have your show as well. And uh, this evening we wanted to maybe uh, <clears throat> take a look at and, and just kind of highlight some areas uh, that really uh, resonate with people who um, like to address and affect change in their life and manifestation with uh, the positive, okay? Um, a lot of people who actually get involved in magic uh, really say that, that, you know, for the most part, that is really the only magic you should be working with is light energy or, you know, white magic and that sort of thing. And, and, and largely, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I don't really want to steer the discussion towards, you know, both, both topics or, or towards the negative side. I just want to highlight a lot of, I guess, what, what's positive about uh, manifestation and spell working and things like that that are centered on light energy. And um, <clears throat> then definitely kind of let, let's examine how how we can do certain simple things to manifest uh, positivity in our lives and, and kind of perpetuate that. So. And, and I'm even thinking that we could start even really basic with... Mm-hmm. The training, and what I mean by that, what I mean by that is one interesting thing to do, even before you take, let's say, a quote-unquote magical step, is maybe a little bit of NLP or neuro-linguistic programming, getting your mind into a positive mindset, right? Because some people think, oh, you got to do something. Neuro-linguistic programming, right? I, I find that music helps. Obviously, we've already played some wonderful music from both Daniel mm-hmm. Michael's band and, and, and our standard music that we always play uh, for the show. Um, it, it just really helps me get my receptors at the right place. Um, uh, certain music can get you, in a, you know, obviously in an angry place as well, too, so there's, there's that. Um, but either way, right. it, what, what's funny is intense energy can always be funneled towards the, towards the positive. Oh, sure. You know, some sure. of the most positive like. moments I have are when I'm driving and playing a CD that I have, and it could be very um, aggressive music, but at the same time, it uh, uplifts, uplifts me. It actually uh, vibrates my chakras and my energy centers, and then I can direct it towards something wonderful, like uh, <clears throat> one of my clients, um, you know, getting their home approved, or maybe for me to actually have a wonderful, positive, buoyant day filled with lots of business and excitement and light energy. And maybe I'm manifesting that while I'm listening to ministry, while I'm driving down the street <laughs> in the French Quarter. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, I think that that is, is in itself a positive form of light magic of manifestation. So where, where, what I, direction were you going with your what you were saying, Daniel Michael? Well, well, and also, first of all, I'd like to say that I agree that sometimes very aggressive music, and again, this is individual and subject to individual taste. I, I understand that. Uh, but sometimes, like I'll listen to a heavier band like System of a Down or something like that. Even the name right. sounds a little down. But but it, but sometimes listening to very aggressive music can feel very empowering. Like it can feel like, all right, you know, you know, I'm strong. I can kick somebody's ass right now. Not that you want to, but but it, it, it can make right. you feel strong like that. So it depends on how you view it. 
and 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 of course my taste in music is across the board but so yeah sometimes definitely listening to some very aggressive heavy music can make you feel strong you know like make you feel kind of warrior like and and to me that's a very positive thing and a good place to start for if you want well maybe maybe the ass you're kicking is is the is uh depression ass <laughs> or complacency <laughs> or mm-hmm. the fact that you can't finish this damn project you've been working on for three weeks and you're kicking that project there. Maybe that's the ass you're kicking, you know? And it's like, it's exactly. beautiful. Yeah, man, we get mired in this, this. There's nothing like having some very visceral, uh, tonal uh, excitement to kind of just get you really bombarded with, with really reacting, you know? Um, so that, that's fantastic. And believe it, um, believe it that that is definitely a spell. That is definitely something that the, where the only components you need are, are really the, the music itself. That's why we see so much with drumming being such a huge part of so many gatherings and new age gatherings and things like that. Um, because the drumming was the most, some of the most primal uh, music, I mean, arguably the most primal music ever created to resonate with a religious experience. So that that always connects. Now, we can do that now with drums, and we can also have a drum machine. And we can also have... Uh, right, you YouTube know, video, right? You can put in a YouTube video and say, I want repetitive trance-like drum, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, and it sit there in a meditation and have things like... And it, that helps me. I do that kind of stuff all the time, you know, something that kind of gets me in the mood. Then light and incense... Right. And that's what I was talking about, the training and the programming, getting your mind in the right place. To to we think that you deserve positivity, perhaps. Where we can just literally type, like you said, like a sentence in to some with a, some oddball education. Like, I want a Paolo Mayambe uh, deep congo rhythm section, uh, you know, with this type of drum. And then, holy shit, like their video with some guy, you know. <laughs> Somebody's uploaded in, it. In Nigeria. <laughs> right, Nigeria. Surrounded by, uh, you know, two uh, different types of uh, Paolo Mayambe instruments and things like that. And there he is, and he's, like, drumming some, like, really intricate chant, and he's chanting and all that, like, beautiful. So, I mean, it's great that we can do that now. I mean, it's just, do are we all utilizing this as much as we can? Um, well, obviously you are, because you just mentioned it, but um, it does make me realize that I could utilize YouTube more than I, than I do. Um <laughs> You know, I use some of the uh, wonderful music of the city, you know, that I have downloaded or on CDs and things like that. But but you can go anywhere and get music from anywhere and utilize it, which is something that I guess I would love to mention. I mean, obviously everybody knows that, but I mean, it's great for ritual. If you're if you're looking for it to set the mood for ritual, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. And to me, well, thank you, Daniel Michael, for that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not necessary for the meditative trance, but to me, it's a huge aid. I love hearing like a certain type of mm-hmm. repetitive uh, drum thing. Uh, I think I saw a study where they said one of the most effective was four beats per second. They discovered it from a Yucatan tribe that was combining a combination of mm-hmm. Christian and pagan, as, as those things sometimes happen. And 
No, I'm sure there's other beats that are just as effective, but that was one that they studied that they found to be highly effective. I remember I found that one uh, in a, some journal I was reading somewhere and and then look up the beat for that and then try to meditate to that. And lo and behold, I found it on YouTube, you know, just like we j- joked about. <laughs> and there it was <laughs> from the Yucatan. You know. Really? What yeah, if it's somebody doing a four beat per minute. Curious. What did you find? <laughs> what, what, what did you type in for that? Um, I think I, I mean, four beat per second, Yucatan, I think is what I type. Four beats per second. It's simple. It's just like, you know, somebody hitting four beats per second is considered to be a good trance-like beat. What would be hitting? Like a a drum. They'd just be hitting a drum. A drum? Yeah, just a basic drum, just a basic, like, Congo bongo, probably whatever they had available, Um, but Mm -hmm. something that would hit. They might even hit blocks of wood if, if they didn't have the drum available. So it would just—it's—it was a matter of the rhythm per second, basically. Right. And somebody right. was kind of a chance study, uh, basically, well, of it. Sequences definitely resound with your your chakras and your tonal output and your your energy centers, and it's just—it's incredible. Um, and steering that towards, and you know, and of course, the nexus of what we're talking about is is doing positive uh positive magic itself. So what I guess let's delineate what is magic. So okay. what would be your definition of magic? I I would call it. magic um the bending or, 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 or the operating of universal forces for a specific end. Okay. Uh, for, for for a purpose, for a reason. Uh, so you're okay. you're. Uh, there's many definitions of magic. I know. <laughs> My, mine would be mine was kind of lukewarm between a couple of different ones. It's something like that. I would say, yeah, the art of of utilizing uh, the forces of the universe and the world and its mm-hmm. and nature itself to create and to um, manifest, evoke, or invoke change or transformation or, or or both, you know, in some way. So when we talk about white magic or light magic or positive magic, that is magic that brings to light positivity. So actually when we're realizing this is that if certain people think that, well, it's going to be positive for my ex-boyfriend to come back to me, no. That's not, that's, by the way, that's not light magic or light energy because that's your opinion, okay? Now, if you want to say, hey, I want to wish him well and give him this point of boost in life and I'm going to wish myself well, and if when he's all, he's feeling enlightened and stuff, he wants to come back to me, then so be it. That's still white magic. That's great. But if mm-hmm. we are steering somebody, uh, even nuancing them against their will, that's not necessarily, that would not be white. White is, is or light energy is, is really, it's it's light because we're giving ourselves over to the highest form of celestial energy and we're saying, okay, I want to push positivity in this direction and whatever may be, may be. So, you know, we get into philosophy about what's good and what's bad and that sort of thing and we, we could go on and on about that. But um, there are right. ways to manifest positivity in our lives on a daily basis and there's little things we can do um, 
to uh, actually accentuate that. And I've mentioned a couple little things um, on the show um, years past, uh, but uh, one thing that I do, and I, I, I think I have mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll say it again, is, and it's a simple runic incantation, but um, I trace the, I, I pour a clear glass of water, maybe from your Brita, you have a bottle of water, that's fine too, and you, I pour it into a glass, and then I trace the rune, Uru's, for strength into the top of the water glass with my finger. I trace it, and as I'm tracing it, I really visualize like a, a light, a line of light where my finger has gone by, and I just trace Uru's. It's just like a very angular version of an upside-down U. And, uh, and then I sit there and meditate on the fact that it's drawn into the glass and into the top of the water, and then I pick that glass of water up, and I drink the whole thing at once. So what's happening here? Um, I'm imbibing the pure essential energy in encapsulated form of the sigil for strength. And so it's telling all of my energy receptors that you are now engaged in that power. So for the rest of the day, I will have enacted the ability to overcome my obstacles, whatever they may be. And that is a marvelous, easy thing you can do. And that is holy, holy white magic. The spell itself is white magic. Now, if you choose to use that strength to go kick somebody's dog or something like that, then that's just that's your own stupid idea. But the spell itself is all powerful because it's all light energy because it, it's doing no harm to anyone. It's just empowering you, which is wonderful. Which could bring us to a point, and again... I know you wanted to make sure that this particular show was focusing on the positive and not getting into a debate about black magic either, quote unquote. Oh no, no, we can we can stray off, but we it's easy to just stray off and then we'll be over there in the you know in that dark corner for the rest of the show. So I won't just no, no, no. But we're good, we're good. Uh, what I meant to say, but a question that is sometimes asked, especially from people that are coming out of a harsh, maybe I shouldn't say harsh, but that are coming out of say a Southern Baptist mentality and then take mm-hmm. up an interest in magic or paganism, like whatever you want to call it, um, or, or even yeah. just the practice of magic, will sometimes think, well, is magic by itself evil? But, of course, that's just like saying that energy is evil. It's just as your point you made. You, you're asking for the strength, and you've received it. What you do with it, it's up to you whether it's good or evil, right? Like you said, are you going to kick somebody's dog with that strength? Or are you going to, you know? <laughs> well, no. By the way, I do not condone kicking any dog. I love dogs. Dogs come up to me. They love my energy. I love dogs. I don't. But I tried to kick something just terrible. You know. Like, but it is a commonly asked. I've had people ask me that that were Christian just about herbal medicine. They're like, well, isn't that witchcraft? I'm like, it's an herb that heals somebody, and yeah, you might charge it right. if, if, if of that practice. The swirling but, vortex <clears throat> and vacuum of ignorance that I'm sorry to say, unfortunately, some Christian ideologies have is, is to me, what is the most appalling thing that I could really, uh, just it's just the ignorance of it, you know? It really is. So um, somebody who's well-researched in comparative religions, understands that and is still very much pro, you know, the Church of Latter-day Saints or, you know, born again or whatever, then I fully respect where you're coming from and, and whatever. But 
when I hear someone approach someone else who is a simple herbalist that uses different botanical compounds to create tinctures and things to help other people, and they approach that person and, and, and say, this is must be Satan, this is, this is witchcraft, this is terrible. And yeah. it's like, it, it's not even necessarily anything spiritual or religious. Now, could it be? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. person could be making some sort of spell, but to assume that because they're, they're taking mugwort and making a tea out of it, that the devil's behind it, is like, is, it, we might as well be, it's, 15, it's a 15th century and burning, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Galileo or, and, and no, he's just earlier. I've even had a friend who's a... Oh, you've had a friend? Go ahead. What's your saying? No, I had a friend who's a diehard Southern Baptist, you know, and, and African-American uh-huh. Southern Baptist. And he, even he okay. has said, like, he used to think like that. And he's still diehard Southern Baptist now. He hasn't changed his ways just talking to me. But but I talk uh-huh. to him a lot, actually, off and on, and I've done work with him a lot. Great guy. He's very uh-huh. smart. Even he has started to question it. And he's like, well, God created a plant. So what's evil about the plants and working with them? You know, well, he yes, started yes, to God created the plants. <laughs> and you eat celery, right? You eat onions? What if <laughs> you're not allowed? What if you put celery and onions together? You were the first person to do it. And someone was like, oh, no. That's witchcraft. That's terrible. You're going to find your thing by putting them celery, onions, and carrots together. And then they're like, no, actually, this is the, comp- this is the basic structure of every French dish. Dish. <laughs> Oh, all right, then it's okay. Yeah, okay, buddy. Like, seriously? Yeah. But there are a lot of people that are like that. <clears throat> out there. <laughs> there, are, there are people that are like, it's witchcraft. Uh, so what about the pill from the doctor's better? You know, I don't know, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to say this. Look, I think that the best thing to do is just, if someone says something that you really initially don't understand or agree with, ask questions, reserve judgment, and ask questions. If after they go through a mild or extensive or, or light explanation of whatever they're talking about, you still don't agree, then go ahead and address it, but at least ask some educated questions. My girlfriend mm-hmm. today, she says something doesn't agree of, uh, you know, she wanted to go back to school. She does. She cleans surgical instruments and does some stuff like this, right? But she said she wanted to go back to school because she hears that you can really make, you know, upward of, you know, more than 100000 you know, in uh, working in, in certain chemical, uh, you know, with the plants that, that do, you know, working with certain types of compounds and things like this. So, I, you know, my initial reaction is, why on earth would you, <laughs> like, seriously, are we in, like, West Virginia? What's going on? You know, like, why would you want to do that? And the answer is, well, I'll be making about a third more than I make right now. Work at cleaning surgical instruments, and I said, "Well, I make that makes sense." However, wouldn't you be exposing yourself to chemicals? So I asked a lot of questions, and I got a lot of answers, and now it makes a lot more sense to me. But my initial reaction is bringing up like the Charlie Theron movie where she's working in a coal mine or something, where the me- you know, like <laughs> just like my initial reaction was like fumes start to get to you after a while. <laughs> what? what? And the effect of the fumes or the or the dust or whatever, you know, it's like a, yeah, you're starting yeah, to think. Like, what are they going to say to you? What are they, you know, what's yeah. going to happen? Why would you want to do that? Like, oh, you know, and then I learned it's a very progressive industry that all sorts of, of women work in it. And it's, 
you know, like it, it's it very, and it, it's just an easy sort of, you know, like out of the jobs that are out here in Louisiana, it has surgical pay grades. Where if she was playing surgical instruments in a different state, she could be making a lot more money than they pay here. So it's just it, it's all circumstantial and situational. But my point is, take time and ask questions. And then after, if you still have to, you know, if you still have some feelings, then share. And especially with magic, because, you know, no one ever knows what the hell somebody's doing. I can't stand it when I have somebody, you know, a wonderful nugget, and this is a friend of mine, but occasionally we get into it because he always wants to tell me, well, certain deities only like this, and they're offended by this, because this book says that gets so annoyed with him sometimes because I'm like, you know, please understand that's what you read in a book. Did you ever try it? No. Why wouldn't? Because the book says this. Okay, well, there's a lot of books. People wrote a lot of books, okay? But once upon a time, there were people are sitting around a campfire chewing on some water buffalo meat that they, they just hunted, and they decided to create a way to honor the water buffalo by maybe putting his skull up on a, on a stone and maybe covering that stone with the blood of the water buffalo and maybe they wanted to pray to it, to the God of Water Buffalo, say, thank you for sending us one of your children, okay? And there was no book to consult about how to do that. Right. You go with your instincts. Magic can be go with your trial and error, you know, as well as respecting tradition, too. But but it's also, and I believe in that, too. I, I don't usually work with things I don't understand, any kind of thing. Um, right. I do my homework, hopefully. Um, but, yeah. But I believe a bit I in the. I think it's good the, to do your homework, but it's also, it's the, there's a point where people get just just too gross about everything that this is what the book says, this is what this says, and then Gerald yeah. Gardner did this, and it's like you know, it's like really, there's nothing, you know, nature-based religion, and and religious practice and ritual should be more organic, because the word nature is in it. Right. Hello. And Gardner was just an explorer. Did I talk to, about this the last time? I talked about how air should be in the north. Did we go over that last time? I think briefly we talked about because it does actually come from British correspondences. You know, right? It comes right. from England, um, not America. Right. <clears throat> right. So let's let's talk about that. Um, so, and and since we're on the idea of the word magic itself, anyway, of Alistair Crowley who actually made or pushed some of this out of somnambulist guns and little secret societies and actually somehow got this to be known more at the turn of the century than it had ever been publicized before, if Aleister Crowley decided, okay, you know what, everybody who learns about this shouldn't actually learn the right way to do it, so let's give, put out misinformation. Let's tell everybody that the, the earth should be in the north. And it never felt right to me, but it always I tried to tell myself, well, in the north, there's pine trees. So I guess so. <laughs> I tried to tell myself, but okay, that makes sense. But then you always hear about the north wind. You know, you don't hear about the east wind. You know, you always heard about that in time memorial, in old poems and things about the north wind and all this stuff. So the element of air should be up top. One would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So 
to me that makes sense, but just think about the fact that somebody's putting out misinformation on purpose so that way whatever manifestation you're trying to do is not going to be as effective as him and his little secret society club of British sycophants who are like chugging absinthe or whatever they're doing in the middle of the night in some secret club in, in uh, outside of Westchester in, in London. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So my point is we've been dealing with that sort of misinformation this whole time. And if someone's going to quote it by like, you know, sit there and quote and quote and quote, well, the book said that, you know what, the book might not be right. It might not be. Does that mean I'm going to run out and, and throw, you know, change everything I know that's ever been documented about that? No, I don't think, I think you should be well-read and you should be well-researched and everything. But if you you got to trust yourself, too, as well, as well as the, the information you have. I think that's important. And there is also something interesting about North being air in the fact that it feels always above you, right, by saying North. And air feels like something, you know, it, though it's around you and in you, but if that makes any sense in any human way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could I could deal with the air being in the east, but it didn't. It, it didn't feel synchronous. It didn't feel like. It, I don't know. I mean, it, I didn't. I didn't question it because I. Did. Why? Why would anybody question something that's one of the more primal, basic tenets of things that have been written about polytheistic ritual and 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 yeah. observation. Like, for example, South and Fire sound like they make perfect sense, right? South and Fire make perfect sense. Um, Depending on where you live, West and Water makes sense. Now, East and Water would make sense where I live, you know. uh, Right. So, yeah, it is a funny thing. And the claim I've heard is they were based on English correspondences, da-da-da-da-da. But like you said, misinformation. And Crowley was a bit of an elitist. He was a guy that talked down to the help. You know, he was that kind of guy. I have deep respect yes, for the, some of the knowledge he brought. He wanted to be an elitist among elitists, right? Yes. He was a, a society, lecture on the society, folks, okay? Talk down to the help. But then even the, the people in society, he wanted to be an elitist among them because he knew stuff that they didn't know. And they wanted to know what he knew. But then he didn't want yes. only certain people could know. And those people joined his sex parties and all kind of other stuff and went out to India and got heroin and opium and all kind of stuff. And they had all kind of fun. So that's great. But their little their little uh, boys club or night club or sex club does not dictate what I do with my religious practice. It's not going to. Right. Right. And, and I don't think it's it just like anybody. And at the same time, I, I do have a certain respect for him for what he brought to the West at least bringing the idea to it, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'm not, bring I'm not anti anything that I, yeah, I respect him too. But I'm also, yeah, I, yeah. I understand the more I learn about it, that I understand how possible and probable it is that he did give misinformation. Yeah, it's and interesting. I, I never really thought of it that way. I know he didn't like certain people that tried to make things public more. And, it, it, in fact, he wasn't very fond of... Um, Osman Spar, if I remember correctly, the sigil magic guy, the artist, because he simplified things. He's like, yeah, you make a sigil, and you know, basically, you pleasure yourself to it, and there you go, you got magic. And and he did not like that at all. He called him a, I think, 
the quote I remember is he called him a dark brother of of of, of the occult. He did not like the people that were trying to bring it to the masses that much. Yeah, I know he didn't like that because he he made it really easy for people. He made it accessible. And here's another thing: the man published one of his major publications that everyone buys if they're into him. It's called what? The Book of Lies. Hello. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the Book of the Law and the and the Book of Lies. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Hello. Like I'm telling you right now, it's like I'm full of shit. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to give you misinformation on purpose. I'm telling you right now. So I'm just saying, if someone's writing it on the wall for you, like suck it up and understand it. But people are fascinated because he's a roguish character. I get it. That's fine. I'm not taking anything away from him. He did just he did like 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 black popularized certain things. She must be you know did things that are like roguish. And exciting and wonderful, that's great. But I'm going to say that when someone told me that, that air should be in the north, everything just fit together. I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? Mm. And I've used it ever since, and it's great. It's great. So please try it at home. Awesome. Um, I forget which book the guy um, at the Botanica that I went to showed me on it. Um, I will, the next time I uh, come on to the show, I will mention it for those of you who are interested and I would highly, it's by Acorn Press, and I would highly recommend purchasing it if you're interested in the topic that I'm bringing up as well. Um, but it's it also reminds me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, there was another person Crowley wasn't fond of either who was trying to take m- sort of mysticism to the masses, and that was the uh, the, the founder of Amork or the Rosicrucian Amork. And he wasn't mm-hmm. very fond of him either. So he seemed to be not too fond of the people that were trying to make it publicly accessible and sort of friendly and casual. He, he didn't like that approach. And I've thought about that, too. I've had those thoughts in my mind about it. I'm like, is it because of he comes from this elitist kind of nature? In all the answer to that, you have to know the psychology of the man and intrinsically and, and then – Unless we're writing a paper on him, I don't know if we're ever going to know. You know, we're never going to really understand what his motivations are. And he probably had some sort of elder deity or some sort of spirit that, that of some sort of venerable nature. I would imagine puppeting some of his behavior because some of it is just ridiculous. You know, like by way by anyone's standard. So it may not have been him. With making some of these decisions, we don't know. We yeah. might never know. You know, and it was um, Spencer, um, tight. It was Harvey Spencer Lewis, the founder of Amwork. I remember Crowley also didn't like him very much, and he didn't like. Um, he was not too fond either of. Uh, I mean, this is just stuff. I mean, that you hear in rumors and in some readings. Uh, also, the, the, the senator, uh, Yates, he wasn't that fond of him, and they were both in the order of the Golden Dawn. Who knows the reasons? You know, <laughs> it's, but it's um, uh, it is funny. I hadn't thought about that. Was he purposely putting out this information? He, he, he did kind of have an elitist. Why, why, the, more, the bigger question would be, why would he not do that is the, is the better question. Let's go through another. Do you have something that you want to share that that, that is something – operational that people can maybe latch on to that's light energy that, that would be easy to do that you want to share? Yeah, and back on topic. 
Um, well, no, I, I have to go on. Uh, but I just thought maybe. <laughs> I know we're getting back on topic. Yeah. I have a very simple technique that I like because it also involves something a little bit physical. And, it, and speaking of Rosicrucian, I learned it from a Rosicrucian book. Um, in my vast, you know, occult research or whatever. And, um, oh, right. right. It's a very yeah. simple thing. It's it's not even, you don't have to be in a deep meditative state. But you cl- you clench both of your fists together very tightly and then clench your jaw together very tightly, like closing your jaw and, and then breathe in for the count of five. Now, uh, while you're doing this, this is a light Bringing light breathing into yourself. Your nose? Is that what's happening? Yeah, breathing in through your nose. Clenching the jaw, then we have to breathe in through our nose. Okay. Exactly. Clenching the jaw and clenching the fist. You breathe into yep. the nose, count of five, visualizing light coming in. And then while you're doing this whole thing, just visualize it that you're filling up with light. Overflowing is even good. And the physicality of it, of clenching your fist hard and clenching your jaw hard, they add to this effect. I don't, it just mm-hmm. does. It's. I, I found this technique. In a, in a basic mysticism book, and, I, and I've always liked it. Um, and breathe in for the count of five, and you can hold for a second if you want after that, and then breathe out for the count of ten while visualizing that you're becoming a being of light the whole time. You're just filling up so much. Picture that you're overflowing. Wow, that's nice. And you do yeah. that, you do that like five times, ten times, whatever. And then when you release the hands and release the jaw, it does have this interesting, like, nice effect when you do that so combining the physical a little bit like yoga would do you know yeah you combining physical with spiritual um that's a simple one that is i've always liked that daniel michael or our audience can you please share what this nice feeling is like because i could conjecture as to what it feels like buoyant um uh vibrational um, where you're guiding. A little bit of a vibration right. once you release the hands, like a rush goes through you. Especially if you do it like five or ten breaths of in for five, out for ten, picturing the light, picturing that you're being filled with it, even adding a sound in your mind, like a like something that makes you think that you're filling up with energy. And then you release it and relax, and it's like a calm, it's like a rush, it's a vibration. And, again, I like the things that combine a little bit of something physical, but it doesn't have to be too intense. Um, and that's what it feels. It feels like a slight, like a calm vibration going through you in that you feel kind of whole, like everything feels in place. I know that sounds like a, a slightly odd, but that's how it feels to me. Like everything, like the muscles are in place, everything's lined up. Everything's All right, so practical application for this, everyone, you feel disjointed you feel run down or you feel like you're mismanaging your energy centers and you just don't feel put together, let's try yes. this. And to keep it simple, you're clenching your fist tightly, you're clenching mm-hmm. your jaw tightly without grinding your teeth, and then you're inhaling with your with your nose um, and then exhaling. For count of five, five, five or so. for a five count, exhale for a ten count. And you can do yep. that numerous times. And then while you're doing it, picture you're filling up with light, you're glowing, you're just like a higher being of light. Of light like white light or yellow light or any either of those. I see white usually for me. You see white. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. So white light is, is the most. White is yellow. White light is good. Okay. That's good. That's really good. 
All right. Um, That's the basic one that I've known for years that I always liked. That's just a real basic, simple, you don't have to be in great physical shape or anything, but a little bit of physicality involved, if you know what I mean. Okay. <clears throat> physicality is good because we're inner. It, it, it's more interactive. If we're just visualizing things, it, it, sometimes it's hard to stay on task. Um, speaking of interactive, um, let's try another one. Um, so we're taking... This is a, this is little energy work. This is I'm I'm going through some very simple techniques here that are light energy based. Um, so because I think that that you know I don't want to give you some giant long extrapolated uh, activity to do this. We're not retain all that or we want to write all that down right now. It's a short show, so we'll just keep it pretty simplistic. Um, going into a park or nature based area that you have and pick a good solid tree and, and just um, reach out, put both hands on the tree, center yourself in your energy and picture picture the energies in your body that we're not we're, we're feeling are, not, are retrogressive or, or not really serving us. Okay? Uh, some of them may be in our stomach area, some of them may be in different areas of, of your body and, and really just picture those energies. Now largely if it isn't in your stomach area, then what, what I want you to do is just then Picture how those energies are going to begin to come up from your stomach and then up up into your shoulders and then down into your elbows and up across your forearms. And then eventually those energies will reach out and force from your fingertips into the tree. And they'll continue to drain out of you and into the tree and from the tree into the ground and from the ground into the center of the electromagnetic energy that, that holds the planet together. And then, as you're standing on the ground, because you're standing in front of the tree, so believe me when I say you'll be on the ground, you're going to pull up energy through your feet, up the soil, and up through the, the real unlimited reservoir of energy that holds the planet together, and then pull that up through your feet. Now, would it be great to be barefoot at this point? Yeah, that would, that, that would that'd be nice. Very decent flip-flops on or something like that. Pull energy up through there, up through your legs, up up into your core, your center, where your sacral is, and let that positive, clean energy from the planet just sit in the center of your body and nestle itself there so that the energy you pushed away in no way, shape, or form wants to come back. And just take as much as you can from the planet itself and if you want to just create a circuit of sending out bad and pouring in good until you feel completely just released from all heaviness. And then from there, release the tree, take a step back, and take uh, seven really powerful uh, breaths, and just uh, be aware of your surroundings and nature and go about your day. And that's always a good one. And I do think it's interesting for people to know because some people have said in response to something similar to what you just shared, uh-huh. which was great, and oh. I've actually done a similar thing. And stuff, yeah. uh-huh. some people are worried, like, oh, am I sending something bad into the tree? Am I going to hurt the tree? Uh-huh. So uh, It's like, no, your nature, mother nature, the goddess, the universe, uh-huh. the forces involved, whatever you want to call them, they know how to handle these energies. You know, they know how to take care of them. You're not going to hurt the. Look, if you have something that's going to kill a big giant solid tree, 
then it'll probably be you'll be ready to die when you send it into the tree. Let me tell you. You wouldn't be, <laughs> probably be able to walk up to the tree. There'd be something spitting, hollering, and shooting acid out of your mouth if, if, if you had something that would knock down a tree. And then so I said, right. pick a solid tree. No, don't pick the one that just was sapling <laughs> that just sprouted up. You know, no, you don't want to maybe flood that with all your energy. But, guys, you know what I'm telling you? Probably wouldn't that. Because the tree is connected to the earth. It has roots. The roots connect it to a whole system of life, yep. to ground and geological specimens that are connected to a core, an internal energy processor that is at the core of this planet. So we don't have that. We're not rooted to anything that sustains our life. We have to be, we have to be mobile. So we have to constantly replenish and do things to kind of keep ourselves okay. But the earth has its own reservoir. And so that's all the eco focus and stuff we have now is, is good because we need to we need to preserve that. I'm a big proponent mm-hmm. of that. Um, so, uh, so that's something easy, a little easy exercise you can do. Now I'll tell my clients, we'll just go send it into a tree, and I don't go through a big, big, giant, extrapolated discussion about what I exactly mean by that. But you know, um, I think that works out pretty well. So, oh, I did want to share. A little bit about for those who um, are very uh, affectionately tied in to a wonderful little place in Fairfax City that was once there called Sticks and Stones. Um, it moved in to combine itself with a spa for a brief time yeah. right down the street from its former location. And that spa, has uh, they've, they've had a disagreement with them and they decided to mutually part ways because they didn't. The spa was asking them to curtail some of their activities to be more spa-like, and they're like, "We're not a spa. <laughs> we're 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 metaphysical." I really had a disagreement vibe when I was in there too. I was just really feeling that, to be honest. Oh, well, yeah, they they're like, "We're we're polytheists. We're you know, we we this is what we do." And they're like, it's fine when they moved in. And then they say, well, can you do less of this and more of this? And they're like, no. It's like, not really. They're like, okay, tell the duck, don't don't, don't sit in the water and look for fish. But I'm a duck. That's what I do. Then fly around, and I go back and sit in the water and look for fish. That's what I do. You don't say, well, can you only sit in the water sometimes? Or can you only look for fish sometimes? No. That's not going to work. So they're looking for a space that they can be in for a very long time um, that's going to be conducive and be a nexus point so they can build energy in that that, that storefront. So sticks and stones, for those of you that may be concerned, will be returning um, as soon as possible with a very wonderful location that every that they'll be at for a very long time. And they can build all sorts of energy. So never fear those of you that are big fans of uh, Gwendolyn and, and Bubble, they will, they're going to get it together. I don't think they would be crabby at for much. Don't underestimate their, what they can do. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, do not underestimate the power of Gwenny and the Bubble because they're pretty, an amazing combo. You know, like the Mamas and the Papas and, uh, you know, Fleetwood Mac and, and all that stuff. They can make it happen. So it, it's going to it's going to be amazing. Now, Darren, we do actually have one caller here. Okay, well, let's uh, take the call. Let's do it. we got nine minutes. 
Yep, we got nine minutes. Welcome, eight six four. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Very nice. How are you? I'm doing great, great. Uh, I just want to say real quick, I'm enjoying the conversation, learning a lot. And I came to New Orleans uh, a while back, uh, visit a friend. I used to live there, and I visited the house uh, of where we live on. And I know it's a very fascinating place. Oh, you have, really? Okay. Did I do a reading for you? Uh, Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Oh, okay. No, did I do a reading for you when you came to Marie Laveau's House of Buddhism? Oh, no. No, I just came I just came there to, to visit and, and look around and... and uh, okay, that's why I asked if you happen to... I happen to have given all your readings. So. No, but I did I did get a card, and I was thinking about it, but I never had the chance to, so... Oh, okay, cool. So, have yeah. you had any experience with doing any sort of positive, positive manifestation that affected your life and really was something that you could really link into as, as something that you could do again and again to perpetuate positivity in your life? Uh, yeah, definitely. There's quite a few things I do. I'm, I try to be a positive person, do positive things to bring good energy. Uh-huh. So, Well, what would be uh, one of your little exercises you would do? Uh, one of my exercises that I do uh, would be visualization. So I'm a big visualizer. Uh-huh. So what I usually do is uh, whatever it is that I'm wanting to manifest or bring good energy to, I mm-hmm. visualize it and surround it with light, uh, white gold oh. light, depending on what the color, the vibration, the frequency I want to kind of bring into it. I kind of do that. I kind of I can kind of feel the energy and I just visualize uh, whatever it is coming out in a positive note. You know, I kind of visualize what I want uh, to manifest or just it coming out in a positive way. Okay. So would you surround, say, if you were visualizing, you know, like uh, an example would be you want to get hired by a certain establishment, and would you surround that place with light? Or what? would you be a little more... Yeah, well, uh, if, say if it was something like that, like a work or a job, um, okay. I would, I would, yeah, I would definitely, first I would surround myself with light, because of course I want to bring positive energy and good energy. <laughs> okay, oh, this so. is good. So you surround yourself with light, but also the yeah, establishment exactly. or the, the target of, of your positive energy. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I, I like a high sort of unite. So I, gold, silver, white, as like a very mm-hmm. high frequency color. So I usually use those colors, surround myself in that color and frequency. And then the job or the name of the place or the energy of the people or the person that I may be interacting with, I visualize uh, energy or the attention of surrounding positive energy around them so that I have good energy, they have good energy, and we kind of meet each other halfway, you know? (laughs) This is really great. What's your name? Uh, Reginald. Reggie. Reginald. Okay, so Reginald has this amazing way of, and this is really basic magic, ladies and gentlemen. You're just sending out, what's great is is you surround yourself with energy and you surround the object of your focus for positivity. So what you're creating is a a circuit connection between you and whatever you're you're trying to manage a connection with, and it's going to serve as a conduit. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is a really effective visualization, I think. That's really good. Yeah. So, and it's usually a trick question, question for a reading. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, I just want to say, I'm looking for growth right now, and I'm thinking about moving. What's your question? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, would it be a good move for me? Right now I'm in uh, South Carolina, which I, I'm originally from Ohio, but this is kind of new. I don't really like it here. Where are you from, I'm wanting, Ohio? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, that's the front door. Okay. Where in Cleveland? <laughs> uh, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Shut up. Guess where I grew up. Where? Cleveland Heights. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go to Heights High because we kept moving um, towards Mayfield and then eventually went to Mayfield High School. But, yeah. Oh, um, that's so funny. I remember the owner of Delphic Books hypnotizing me with a bell. Yeah. When I was. I yeah, go there all day, guys. I know he passed oh, away. Wow. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, what was great was when I went back there, he let me do uh, a really wonderful uh, palmistry uh, overview. And it was super popular. I had a lot of people come to it. And while I was in town, I did a lot of reading um, from oh, that wow. overview. Great. So, where do you live now? Uh, right now, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, because my mother oh, and my sister relocated here for a job. So. Well, that's cool. It's just like little little things, right? Synchronicity. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're moving forward. I'm sorry, I got away from your question. So let me. Let's first of all, pick, tell me, purple or gold? Gold. Gold. Okay. All right. And your question, if we can put it in real simple terms, is you're moving forward and what? Yeah, um, I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta. What do you think that'll be? A, a positive, good shift energy. I feel like that's the next level because. Here it's small. I'm 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 a city boy, so you know, coming from Portland Heights. Uh, okay, so you uh, want to shift towards a new a new area or a new location or what? Yeah, new area, new location. New area. Okay, all right. So the, is the question where or is the question? Do you have a place in mind, or not? Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Where Georgia? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, mid Midtown. Mid all right. So hot Atlanta, hot Atlanta. We want to go to ATO. All right, so hang on a second. One more. All right. Well, I I get up and do it tomorrow. <laughs> Look, I just, I want to be very I'm going to be brief because there's really no gray areas here. Go to mm-hmm. Atlanta, okay? I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to meet a lot of really hot ladies, hot ladies that think that you just fell off the like the the singles truck or something. You're going to meet women all over the place, and your heart's going to be exploding with like, wow, look at my I didn't even know my options were like this. Somebody's going to really trample on your feelings a little bit, okay? Um, uh-huh. You're going to have some of these, like, really weird sort of elitist sort of mentalities. Some of these ladies are a little bougie or whatever. They're a little weird. So just I'm going to say this. Don't take any of them too seriously right off the bat. Uh, the one you think is going to be the nicest one is actually going to be the one that's going to step on your feelings really hard. So just just keep it casual for the first six months, and you can avoid feeling like you're getting your your feelings trampled on a little bit. However, the main business you're in is going to be, uh, you're going to find a job doing that, that's fine, but you're also going to be able to start your own business situation, 
consulting or networking that, and that's going to be right off the rip, right out the gate. It's going to get popular right out, right out the gate. And a lot of your inventive ideas and your creative ideas are actually going to be put into the four. Um, the Ace of Swords is an amazing card for, for finding out who you really are professionally and being able to share that with the world and communicate that. It's like writing your master's thesis or your dissertation, and i got to say, maybe you haven't even considered yourself to have a dissertation. But you know what? When you get there, you will because your you're, you're professional animus and your identity is just going to expand towards the root. And the manifestation you told me about today, you got you yeah. got the skill set. You can create your own positivity, and you're going to when you get there because there's opportunities for it. Greenville, what, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do? You know, like, because there's, no, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. there's that. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. That's good idea. terms of, of what I feel. Oh, really? Good. All right. Yeah, so you're, spirit guides, you're a positive person. You do good work for people. So your spirit guides are going to help you get to where you need to be. And they're telling you, go there. Yeah, and I just got an offer for a place in the email yesterday, and I replied. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen still. Either at the beginning of the it, end of the month. Well, I asked if, I asked if, and not will it happen. I asked if it happens, what can we expect? And it looks great. So, yeah, appreciate don't it. Don't get don't don't get too emotionally involved because people go to a new place, and then the first person they meet, they get a little sappy about it. So just be careful with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be staying focused anyway. I'm very focused. Okay, good. All right, you're going to do great. All right, thanks, Reggie, for calling. I appreciate Thank you. It. Okay, all right, bye. Thank you, Reggie. All right. And, Darren, we have oh, just... How about that? Look. <laughs> yeah. We just ran out right. of the time. Mean, We're still on the air. We'll be, we'll be, it'll be in the archive. In the archive and on the air. But, yeah, it was a good caller and uh seemed like it was in line. Well, no, I mean, how about the fact that he's from the same suburb I grew up in? Exactly, from uh, Cleveland, and Cleveland that's Heights. pretty interesting. The same, like, the Cleveland Heights is a, is a small suburb of Cleveland. Yeah, and it was so, Mayfield, uh, was it Mayfield High School, you said? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, I said Mayfield High School. That's where I graduated from. But I grew up, yeah. like, from one years old to, like, 12, 13 in Cleveland Heights. So... Mm. That's kind of wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, light energy, light magic is, is always something wonderful, as you can see from Reginald's uh, viewpoint. Um, it's done well for him, and it will continue to do well for him in Atlanta. Um, again, I'm Darren Bucher. If you want to get a hold of me for a private consultation, D-B-U-C-A-R-E at gmail.com, or you can come find me at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo or call in to get in touch with me at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Um, thanks again. All right, thank you. And I miss New Orleans. I very much enjoyed my time there. <laughs> I wanted to move there as soon as I got there. I just loved it. But everyone, you've been listening to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bouquer. Have a great evening. It's a show on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Forbidden Archaeology Forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.